Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Boots and cats, boots and cats, and boots and hoes and dicks and bows. Before we start real quick, I'm going to uh, do a little thing here for a buddy of mine that passed away. Uh, a little salute uh, to Rich Vanderzee. Here's to you. Ah. Refreshing. But now I have to belch. I just chugged a Budweiser. Woo. All right. Welcome, everybody, to Juice Pro Wrestling, episode 63, Project Monix. With me and Threaten today via phone from Chicago, Illinois, is Pat Monix. What's going on, Pat? What's going on, guys? How we doing? Doing great, man. You know, had a couple of hiccups during the day. It's it's definitely a, a fucking Monday, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that one. Yeah. Um Real question is, how are you doing? You had a hell of a weekend with, uh, I know for a fact with Freelance and Freelance Underground, but you, you had some other, I saw you tweeting or was it on Facebook, you had like four days. Yeah, um, I had Thursday through Sunday, um, four shows, four matches, uh, every single one was a singles match, so I mean, it's a little bit more demanding from me versus like, you know, a tag team or multi-man match, so. To have four in a row, um, it was Thursday. It was IWA Mid-South versus Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, yeah. Friday, it was Freelance Wrestling versus Isaiah Salaskas. Saturday, it was uh, Freelance Underground versus Kobe Durst. And then Sunday, it was Bizarro Lucha versus Apollo Star. Um, and every single one of those wrestlers are really good. So I wanted to deliver in all of them. Uh, so, yeah, long story short, I'm exhausted. All right, now give us give us some spoilers. Who'd you go over? Who didn't you go over on? Um, Shotzi went over on me via some interference. God uh, damn it! And in, in, in a uh, yeah, in a, in, a, in a hot angle with a guy named Aaron Williams, who I think you guys might know. Um, he uh, 
kind of snuck in, kicked me in the head. She didn't really see it. Hit, hit her, uh, hit her finisher. Uh, Friday, uh, <laughs> same story. Uh, me versus Isaiah. Uh, I Candy Elliott comes in and interferes. Like uh, Isaiah hits his finisher, uh, grabs the win over me. Saturday, I beat Kobe Durst clean to defend the Freelance Underground Independent Championship. I beat him with my finisher the final phase. Nice. nice. He's, uh, you beat the reigning defending Black Label Pro Champion. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Black Label, bring me in. Yeah, uh, I, no I, I used to wrestle there a good amount, so it'd be fun to come back. Um, and then Sunday, uh, lost to Apollo Star at Bizarro Lucha. He's, he's kind of like the man in Indianapolis. He's been around for like 20 years, and uh, it was a lot of fun to get to wrestle him. Uh, he does an incredible job of adapting to the current style, but it's also like really refreshing to wrestle um, someone, you know, who can and came up in a different era. Yeah, for sure, man. No doubt. What? Who is... Uh... If any, I mean, I, I've seen you wrestle a couple times at Warrior Wrestling. Um, out of all, you've been wrestling what now? Four or five years, something like that. Yeah, about yeah, about four or five. Um, is there any like legends or any big names in particular that come to mind that you're like, man, that was fucking awesome? Yeah. Um. Well. Uh, I did a tag match at Warrior that had Ultimate Dragon and super yeah. crazy in it yeah i was hoping and, you'd uh, say that yeah that was surreal and uh just because ultimate ultimate dragons uh such like an icon in in professional wrestling in general and um For so sure. that was just like yeah that was just surreal and then super crazy turns out like i, I had never met him um he's, he's the coolest guy ever like um yeah like he was just super super cool to me after after you know, after the show and after the match and everything. So he's uh, not super other... crazy. He's super fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> super fucking cool. Uh, so yeah, getting to getting to just like even the the brief conversation I had with him, you know, and um, yeah, I was just that was that was just really cool. Um, so I think I think super crazy would be the the one that jumps to my mind of like being in the ring with a legend and then them turning out to be like as cool as you'd hope they'd be. Right. Right. You know that old saying, "Never meet your heroes." Well, I don't know if he was one of your heroes or not, but you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's true. It's like uh, you have this idea of someone in your head, and you don't, they'll never live up to it. But um, it's super crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking awesome. Were you a big ECW guy growing up, or no? Uh, I got introduced to it a little later. Like, uh, I I wasn't watching it at the time when it was happening. Mm -hmm. Um, but like. When ECW One Night Stand happened in like 2005 or whatever, oh, yeah. WWE and RVD kind of brought it all back. Um, then I started watching it in hindsight, and uh, I, I I liked it a lot. And I and I liked the first stuff they were doing with RVD and when they were bringing Sabu and stuff. Obviously, WWE ECW didn't really work out, but yeah, at first they had they had me, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was super cool. I remember that happening and just like being a old school ECW guy. I mean, I was there when barely legal. You know, I watched that on pay per view, their uh, first pay per view, and that, I mean, that was a time when WCW was red hot. The business was just red hot as a whole. Um, man, it, it was such a good time, and thankfully, we're kind of reliving that somewhat with this current boom in professional wrestling, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, but I, yeah, I I got really pumped when they brought it back, but something in the back of my mind kind of told me, like, man, this is gonna fucking it's going to fail. You know, it's WWE's version of ECW. I don't, it couldn't work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, it, it definitely seemed like it, it could be something, but 
pretty quickly we learned like yeah this isn't this isn't that <laughs> yeah it's like uh, <laughs> ec when i think ecw i don't think of like and no knock to these guys but like kane and mark henry and you know whoever the fuck else yeah. they had like the only good yeah. thing i think they did as far as developing and bringing out new stars would be you know obviously your cm punks um guys like that and even the pope d'angelo de niro who was a part of like the newer crop of ecw guys that i, I thought had some really good potential but it just it ended up being like not even like a b or a c or a d show it was just like it was pure trash yeah yeah that's, that's yep it uh certainly uh turned into whatever it turned into and uh i don't know how to explain it (laughs) thank god i'll tell you what though thank god nxt uh because essentially it was nxt before nxt was around you know i mean they were using that as like a launching platform like hey let's stick these guys in ecw and you know throw a few of our quote-unquote legends there and see how they do and kind of develop these guys so you know nxt i think is the more modern version of that but just so much more badass yeah, no, I, I I have to imagine being a uh, if like if I was a wrestler and and those guys' shoes to get thrown on the ECW, it's tough because like you're on this brand that has nothing to do with you. Mm. Everyone wants to see the ECW original, so everyone wants to see the legends. Yeah, um, and and then now like all of a sudden you're just on this brand, and they're bringing like you said they're bringing guys like Kane and Big Show on it, and like it's just like what what am I doing here? <laughs> Versus NXT, you're supposed to be there, and the fans want to see you there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it just turned into this big mosh posh of whatever it was. But you know, uh, their own. I'm sure there's some people that liked it. But yeah, luckily uh, for the young guys coming up now, NXT is just like the perfect platform uh, oh, yeah. to break into the WWE audience. Well, and and even guys, uh, I I was super pumped when uh, I I think in a booking standpoint, there's a good way to bring in legends, especially guys that still you know, their bodies aren't too beat up and they can still go like an RVD or I, I really liked it when Rhino came in, you know, at that time mm-hmm. I, was, I was like, man, he, he could still go. He can help put over talent. Although I am kind of against the whole WWE method of let's bring this guy back. He could still go, but use him strictly to put guys over, you know I mean? Yeah. With some of these legends, it's like, they do have a run left in them, you know, like give them a run, let them, you know, put some guys over in the process and, go out on a high note, but whatever it's that's WWE's mentality is just kind of shit on those dudes, especially if they were guys that left for uh, companies like TNA or ROH or whatever, you know? Yeah, it's, it's tough. You know, um, it's, uh, yeah, I, uh, luckily I don't have to make any decisions like that. Right. <laughs> have, to, you, uh, same, have you, have you ever did anything for WWE as far as like extra work or anything like that? Yeah. Um, I done extra work for WWE three times, um, twice in Chicago, once in Indianapolis, uh, twice for Raw, once for SmackDown. So it was a, I had a great experience. Um, you know, I, I, I just left it thinking it was, uh, that place is just such a well, well oiled machine. You know, uh, it's, it's wild that they're on the road every single week running various shows per week and, things go with as few hiccups as, as they do. Yeah. Um, but getting to see the process of how everything's set up and how everyone's running around and um, how things are pulled off. And they're just really, really cool experience. Oh yeah. They're, they definitely are the, the be all end all, you know, even still with, you know, you got AEW, which, you know, I am totally in love with the idea of what they're doing and what they're bringing to the table. But like you said, WWE is a well-oiled machine. 
and they've been doing it longer than anybody else in the game right now. I mean, maybe minus the NWA, but it's a whole different, yeah, <laughs> a whole different thing yeah. there. Um, it, it's just amazing to see the amount of content they produce, and man, it's got to be killer. You know, I play music. I've been out on the road, did a couple tours, and all that. Uh, and we all know what professional wrestling. I mean, especially if you're in the dub, the WWE, you're on the road like fucking 360 days a year whatever it is it's just insane you think that's something i mean obviously being a young guy i'm sure you got it in you um and you seem pretty hungry i mean is that some obviously at some point you're gonna if they called you you'd be like fuck yeah right yeah um it's funny to me uh because i see a lot of like these employees from specific wrestling companies being disgruntled and, and voicing their uh displeasures and everything like that um hard for me to relate because um sure maybe maybe someday if i am in that position and i'm in those shoes and I, and I live that life um i'll probably complain about the same things but um right now from my my point of view um i'm wrestling three or four shows every single weekend um and so my body hurts you know it's, it's the same wear and tear grind um yeah. maybe it's less flights but i'm still you know like every single thursday i have to leave my place at 11 in the morning so I can get that the show at starts at 7:30 p.m. and then the show ends at 11 or 12 or whatever, and then I get in my car and I got to drive five hours back, so I get home at 4:30 to five in the morning. So it's like I'm doing that, and I'm doing it for no money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, so like for me, like seeing people making a fairly comfortable living, like yeah, these I understand that like people are like, oh well, these WWE wrestlers have to um, pay for their travel and stuff like that. I get that, but, um, so do I, <laughs> yeah. so for me, for me being on the Indies, it, it's pretty hard to, 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 to say anything negative about that lifestyle. Like that lifestyle is certainly what I want right now because, um, yeah, the envelope that I get handed at the end of the night from these shows has cash in it. But, uh, I think you'd be surprised to find out what the average indie wrestler makes, because it's it's not it's not glamorous. Yeah, you know what? Yes and no. Like I said, I I do music and I I've, I've been in and out of the country, all over the country, and those envelopes <laughs> were pretty much the fucking same, dude. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially yeah, with yeah. underground metal, dude. It's like, hey, even though there was oh, like a few yeah. hundred people there, here's here's twenty bucks. I gotta drive to fucking yeah. Texas. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you open the envelope and like you you honestly almost want to hand it back to them. Yeah, it's just you, like you it's open just like, it really. Up and there's a big like pop up middle finger or something that comes up. Like, thanks. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh. So I, I heard someone explain it to me once, which is really cool. Um, like what we do, we do it for the passion and the love, and and right. obviously to turn it into a full time career and a good living and buy a house off it someday. Mm -hmm. But um. Yeah, so like let's say um let's and let's and let's throw out a comfortable number. Let's say I'm doing a show um for let's say let's say eighty dollars. Let's say that's what I came to agreement up with the promoter on. Yeah. Or let's say a hundred. Let's say a hundred even. A hundred dollars. Um I live in Chicago. Let's say a company books me um in I don't know, not even that far, Ohio, and they say, Yeah, we'll book you for a hundred dollars to have a wrestling match. Yeah. Okay. I'll get in my car. I'll drive all the way to Ohio. There's your gas money. I'll wait, I'll wait till the show. I'll drive all the way back. Now, if someone said, Hey, 
I got an envelope with $100 in it. I'm stapling it to a tree. All you got to do is drive to Ohio, grab the envelope, and you can drive home. Would you do it? Absolutely not. I'm right. only doing it for the wrestling. You know, I'm only doing it to because it's my passion, it's my career, and I'm trying to get, get something out of it. So, and then the day, like, I try not to let money ever, like, beat me up uh, or anything like that. But, yeah, it's, uh, it is, it's like, when you ask me, do I want the WWE lifestyle on the road, blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, because it's better than this. Like, it, it, it's certainly better than this. Um, yeah, it's I a higher know, maybe, scale, maybe, right? Maybe, yeah, maybe maybe creatively you, you feel stifled or controlled. Um, and maybe that side of wrestling isn't as great. But that's what it's, I seem to hear in these podcasts from these wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's hard for me to, uh, to me, like, it, it, seems, it seems pretty great. Right. <laughs> but, you know, like you're saying, too, I mean, you're still relatively new within the biz you know i mean four or five years i mean a bump card you might you might have filled up taking quite a few punches on that card but uh you're still relatively new so it's like like i say it's that that hunger is fucking there you know i mean you're you're gonna want to do it where as a lot of these guys have been doing it for a while and i think it's they just want to be more comfortable you know as opposed to that that fucking young gohard that grind man like something you would have yeah. to do and i mean you're not going to necessarily know what that's like until you actually experience it you know and absolutely i'm i'm paying my dues right now and yeah. and hopefully hopefully it will all pay off and i'll get to the point where i could um get in a position like someone like uh you know Matt Hardy like that that guy's probably going to like make money working for the WWE as as an agent and stuff for a long time and mm-hmm. wrestle here and there when he wants to and uh he's earned that, you know? Yeah, for um, sure. But like these, like, I, I think you got, there's, there's a certain point where like you earn that and you get to live that life. And, um, I haven't earned it, you know? Yeah. So like, um, I have to accept that like, Hey, if I want to make a career in wrestling so that I, I'm about four or five years in probably for the next 15 years, like I'm going to have to be in physical pain. That's, that's what we signed up for. Oh yeah. It sucks. But, and then, it is, you know. And who knows how long if that you know if it's going to take you that long to get your big break. Uh, I was just listening to one of the latest episodes of Talk Is Jericho with SCU on it, and Scorpio Sky was talking. He was in the business for what fucking fifteen, sixteen years or something, and just wasn't getting anything. You know, he'd do tryouts or not even dark matches for WWE, like matches where it's basically just the boys watching in an empty arena, and yeah, you know, like. Oh, that was good, but nothing, you know, or go to impact when they were still TNA and have a killer dark match. And then like, yeah, yeah, really great. And then nothing, you know, like how disheartening is that for a guy, you know, trying to do his shit that many years into the biz, you know, but that's, and then to be where he's at now in that position with AEW and SCU, which those guys are, they're making money now. They have something good, you know, it's, it's just, he kept that grind on and, it all goes back to what you said, the passion, you know? I mean, I'm sure, yeah. hey, our fucking numbers ain't where we want them to be at the moment, but that's, you know, that's something I always kind of put in the rear view uh, is is the whole numbers game because I'm passionate about what I do. I like getting people like you on here and telling their stories and shooting the shit, and hey, man, if it ends up working and we get a great formula and we can fucking throw the middle finger to the 9 to 5, then I'm all about it, you know? But you got to put in that work. And the moment you stop believing in that, much like yourself as a pro wrestler, the moment you start questioning yourself and saying, eh, well, you know, this, this, or that, and it's fucking over. It's it's that yeah. simple, you know? 
yeah, you you can't quit, and and it's just um, the blueprints there for a wrestler. I mean, it's not it's not hard to like. Are you talk about Matt Morgan. You 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 look at the top guys. You look at you know AJ Styles, Samoa mm-hmm. Joe, yeah. um, all these etc. Like you know what wrestlers I'm talking about Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Um, they all you know it didn't happen for them in 10 years <laughs> like it didn't yeah. like it just didn't like these guys were in their 30s when wrestling like paid them back and like those and guys late, had mid to late run. 30s too because i believe aj's in his 40s now i think yeah and they, yeah I don't, I don't know but like i mean sh- sure like those guys were making probably pretty good money on the indies because they were they were they were stars on the indies yeah um and they were also you know like those guys were making good money on tna but yeah like um if you're if you're 29, 30, 31, and you haven't gotten WWE yet, it's not a big deal. <laughs> like, right. it's kind of expected. Like, for someone to get picked up at age 25, 26, 27, like, it's almost like, whoa, that you, you're already in WWE? Yeah. So, and your name's so not, not Guerrero or Orton or, you know, <laughs> Johnson? <laughs> I just turned 26 recently, and, and I'm, not, I'm not worried. You know? Like, it's like, yeah. It's still a tenderoni. These guys are getting signed when they're over thirty. It's just kind of it's kind of the new blueprint. They let you learn on the indies. That's what they want. They want you to go either get good or get over, and then they'll take you. They don't want to have to worry about uh, any risks. Right, and that's good because for a while WWE wasn't uh, going that route. It was like, hey, you wrestled on the indies. We don't want you. You know, like yeah. What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, it just made no sense, and that was a pretty dark time in WWE. Like people think it's bad now, as far as like creative or whatever. But I'm gonna be honest with you, dude. In the mid 2000s in that John Cena era, that shit was pretty unbearable itself. You know, like yeah, I, I, I think 2000, um, like 2008 to like 2000, I guess like the beginning of 2011. Uh, Kind of like I guess the, like the Nexus era. I don't know what era I would call it. But like yeah. I remember John Cena. There was like there was like an era where like John Cena was wearing like a purple shirt. Um, yeah. I, I just remember like that, that era of like WWE was. That was the era where I kind of became like embarrassed to tell people that I watched, and like I kind of yeah. like kind of became a closet wrestling fan. And and honestly, I didn't even really watch it at, during that era. Like right. I remember I remember occasionally I'd turn on SmackDown and I'd still kind of enjoy it. But um, yeah, there was like there was like a three or four like a three year period where uh, I kind of just like didn't talk to anyone about wrestling or anything. And then and then 2011, uh, the uh, summer like Punk's pipe bomb that that really like swung it back around to like mm-hmm. okay, this this now like we're accepting this as like what it is and like it's kind of getting cool. It's kind of getting counterculture again. Um, right. And and then WWE just like ran with that and uh, started pushing other indie guys and pushing social media and being more open about like what this all is and uh, being more interactive with the fans who wanted to be interacted with yeah, uh, that they were just, they were ignoring them. Yeah. I totally agree with that. It's hard when, uh, I mean, especially, you know, they bought out their competition. They essentially were a monopoly and not many other companies, even like your TNAs and ROH uh, had great television deals. So what, you know, or could compete with the production value of a WWE. So for, a long fucking time since the buyout of ECW and WCW. I mean, that that was the be all end all, you know. And I'm I'm just so glad that it that isn't the case anymore. Like it is professional wrestling now, 
if you get good, you know, and they, they fucking recognize the kind of talent you are, there is a lot of avenues for you to travel and, and you can make money. And it doesn't necessarily guys like the Young Bucks have proved it doesn't it doesn't have to be the E, you know? Yeah. No, it doesn't. You can uh, you can you can do it your way if you're uh if you're entertaining or talented or willing to make the sacrifices to build your entire life around it. But yeah, you uh you really you do gotta be all in. It's it's, it's not something unless you're just like an enigma of a talent. Like Jeff gotta, Hardy? Yeah, yeah. another uh, another moniker reference. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's just you uh, you got to be willing to, uh, to to just kind of like you know quit your job and yeah accept that you're not gonna be making much money. Find a part time job, uh, sleep in cars, like yep. live a kind of a grimy lifestyle. Dude, I, and, uh, it's 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 punk rock to it. Like I said, dude. It, it's so weird because it all the wrestling shit like these guys and what you guys go through on the indies. It, I relate so much. I mean, I I've never wrestled professionally. I did amateur for three years as a kid, but I've been a huge wrestling mark since I was popped out of the womb. You know, like I yeah. But doing music, it's the same shit. I can't tell you how many like decent jobs I had, and then you find out it's like, well, hey, we're playing Mexico or we're going here or Arizona or something. Ah, oh, fuck. You know, like, I don't have time to give notice. I had to quit. I would go out yeah. on, the, on the road broke and come home broke. You know, like, that fucking grinding, that's something that you really have to just, like, adjust to and really be passionate about it and figure shit out because that's just the way it is until you get a break, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I tried at first, when I was first breaking in wrestling, I tried to have a full-time job. And, and if you want to treat wrestling like a full-time job, there's not enough t- hours in a week to, to have no. two careers. You could have two jobs, but you can't have two careers. Exactly. Um, like, if you're truly pouring, like, your heart and soul and passion and every, energy into it. Like, wrestling, you know, like, you don't even think about, like, all the other, like, things that go into it. Like, uh Sure, you got to do in-ring training, and you got to get to your shows for your matches. That takes all day. Oh, you also got to get over to the gym. So, like between all that, to be to work a five-day a week, nine to five, like it's just not really going to work. You're not going to have the energy to uh, get over to the gym or get over to the training center or make it to your shows. You're not going to have the availability to do like Thursday or Friday shows. So now yeah. you can only wrestle on Saturdays, and you could wrestle on Sundays, but it has to be local because you can't make it back in time for your Monday work. <laughs> yeah. So like. You really like you gotta you gotta like I mean there's people who do it there's people who pull off having a job but they certainly go about it in their own way uh, you gotta find what works for you but yeah like for me like I'm you know like I'm I'm not working right now I'm just I'm just wrestling so that's why I have to do so many shows but like I last year I was driving Uber on the side to make extra cash you know um, this year I'm lucky enough that like. I'm doing okay enough on merchandise. I'm doing okay enough on uh, getting my rate from promoters where um, I'm leaving shows with cash in my wallet, uh, but I'm not living some lavish lifestyle. Like I'm, I just still leaving some white castles, right? Yeah. I just rented a, and I'll be honest with you guys. Like, I mean, this is, this is, I'm not here to like not say what my life is. Like, yeah, I like to be transparent with wrestling fans. and like a, like be honest, but like, uh, yeah, I just the last two months ago I moved in with some friends who had an empty room. They gave me a very affordable deal, and I have a bed on the floor. You know, like it's 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 not I'm not in some nice 
situation. Um, but I hear from all like these other guys that I look up to, like, like the names we mentioned earlier, like mm-hmm. the Daniel Bryans of the world, like he was sleeping in a cot at the dojo, yeah. you know? So it's like, it is what it is. Like that, if I want to get, if I want to go down this road, I know what I signed up for. Yeah. Just make sure there's no distractions, <laughs> no girlfriends, no yeah. children or nothing like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't, you, you really, you I can't. mean, the second that stuff pops up, like that's a whole nother, whole nother avenue we could talk about for hours. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Luckily I'm, I'm single and, uh, don't have any children. So, uh, nothing's holding me back from wrestling right now. And, uh, but I've seen it happen to a lot of people. Like, all oh, yeah. them, it's like, I don't mean to say it's over cause it's not over. You can work your way around it, but like it can be a lot harder. Yeah. It's difficult. It, it wears on you mentally and, you know, physically. You can imagine. Um, so what ignited your passion for professional wrestling? What first got you into it and how old were you? Um, so I, it's, it's kind of funny. Like I, I just grew up like as a kid who I like sports. Like my, my dad put me on the basketball and football. So I'd watch the bulls and Fuck yeah. uh, he was, he was actually from Wisconsin. So I'd watch the Packers, which is kind of funny from being from Chicago. But uh, I like, you know, I like Michael Jordan and I like Brett Favre. And like, I looked at those guys as like superheroes and they were like, you know, those guys were like my idols. Mm. Um, but then like one day, you know, like wrestling pops up and, I saw it the same way, you know, I just like, just like I see Michael Jordan and I see Brett Favre. That's how I saw like Shawn Michaels and triple H, you know? Um, so like, I just was like, Oh, this is cool. I like wrestling. Um, my cousins like had the toys and the video games. I didn't have any of that stuff yet, but they kind of introduced me a bit to it. And so I knew what wrestling was. I liked it. Um, and then one day I was at Best Buy and I bought the Shawn Michaels boyhood dream DVD. And that's when I was really like, Cause that was like the first, like, cause I was just watching it on TV, you know, I was watching raw and yeah. uh, the boyhood know, dream like, has come true. <laughs> yeah. I was just watching like the product that was presented on TV. Mm-hmm. But like once I had the DVD that like showed a good amount of like behind the scenes and interviews and like just a little peel back in the curtain and, and then this guy's journey to the WWE championship. Um, I was like, Holy shit. Like I want to be Shawn Michaels the same way I wanted to be like, Michael Jordan or Brett Favre, you know. Except Shawn um, Michaels was a sexy boy. So he was a sexy boy, and uh, so Shawn Shawn Michaels' Boyhood Dream DVD was what really made me like get passionate about wrestling instead yeah. of it just being like, you know, as a kid I liked baseball too, and I liked whatever. Wade Boggs. Uh, yeah, you know, you just thought it was all cool, like oh, this is something that I watch. Um, but the, that DVD got me like really into it and then mm. i started watching the product a lot closer i started you know getting the video games for myself instead of just playing them when i was at my cousins were you um, playing and in 64 um i had all that stuff uh i i i had like i had all the n64 games i had a lot of the ps2 games um so yeah i had the uh WCW, NWO, Revenge, or whatever. Oh, fuck yeah. Or I had no WrestleMania mercy. 2000. Yeah, WrestleMania 2000, No Mercy. Um, I, the, but I didn't play those games like an excessive amount, to be mm. honest. What, the, the game that I played an excessive amount was once it got to PlayStation 2 and SmackDown vs. Raw came out. Yeah. I think it was just kind of like my 
that's like the age when I got like more into video games. Was when I, was, I was in like middle school when those games came out. Mm. So I was like, I was like, how old would you be in middle school? 11 or 12. I feel like that was like my big, like hooked on video games, getting kind of nerdy era. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, I played a lot of SmackDown versus Raw. Those games uh, were tight like, back in the day though. I, I liked them, you know? Yeah. I think like when the N64 stuff was going on, I was playing outside a little more. And then, uh, when the PS2 stuff was coming out, that's when I was more of a gamer. Right. Uh, so that, that was like my gaming era. But uh, yeah, that's how I uh, that's how I like got really turned into a wrestling nerd. Hell yeah! And never looked back, right? Yeah, and then yeah, then you know, then the story goes. It's like you start getting older, and you're like, I want to do this, and then you start looking in the schools and trying to figure out how how it all works, and eventually. Uh, once you get your real life together and the situation is possible, you pull the trigger. But uh, it's pretty, it's pretty hard to become a wrestler because you really have to do it on your own. Um, it has to be your decision. Like no one's parents push them into wrestling. No one's parents drive them to wrestling practice. I mean, if your parents did do that for you, yeah, uh, it was Joe Jackson. Go hug, <laughs> go hug them. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you're pretty lucky. Like. I, you know, I've seen a few people at like wrestling schools where like they're like 16 and their mom's dropping them off at practice, and it's like, wow, like I, I wish I was doing this when I was 16, like, but there was no chance. Yeah, yeah. Um, now speaking of wrestling schools, were you training? Uh, are you still? Well, obviously, I don't know if you still you do your training and all that, but is it through the freelance academy or? So I, I've never been to the to the. So uh, there's a so yeah basically there's a freelance academy. It's in yeah. Chicago. It's in the city. Um, uh, but I was trained by. I started in Florida actually. So it's a long story, and I'll try to make it really quick. Um, basically, when I was 19, my parents moved to Florida, and I was like, okay with it because I knew there were a lot of wrestling schools in Florida, and I looked online, and they were affordable. And I could like sneakily join wrestling without even having to like ask my parents because it, <laughs> it was affordable enough right. that I could just get in the cash. Whereas like the ones near me were like thousands of dollars, and the ones in Florida, like for whatever reason, were like pay seventy five or a hundred dollars a month. And I was like, oh, I could pull that off. Hmm. Um, so it just worked. And they were moving to Florida, so once they moved, I was like, I'll go live with you guys for the summer because I was a college student. Uh, so I stayed the summer with them and just started training. And then I would go home for all the breaks and train. And then I started, they started putting me in matches. Uh, but as soon as school was over, I moved back to Chicago. Um, I was going to school in Illinois, but it was in Peoria, Illinois. So it was way too far from all the Chicago wrestling schools. What's on Peoria? Um, uh, uh, Bradley University. Okay. Yeah, so I went to school there. Um, and then there was no wrestling schools anywhere nearby. I would mm -hmm. try I did for a little bit try to drive up to the Chicago schools Uh under this guy Bryce Benjamin, who ultimately did end up being my trainer, right? Uh, but it was, I was driving two and a half hours to practice for two hours once a week, and it was just like this isn't working. Yeah, not working. Uh, I, I had no form of, form of income at the time; like it, it just didn't work. So I got my I finished school, uh, moved back to Chicago. Uh, then the same guy Bryce, I joined his school like full time. Uh, he basically retrained me because I'd wrestled like eight or nine matches in Florida, and I just wasn't trained very well. Um, I got green as fuck. Then, <laughs> it was green as fuck, and I started training, got better, uh, started doing matches here, and then, uh, yeah, so at the time, he was running a school in Villa Park. Now he does run the freelance school in Chicago. Uh, it's 
there used to be this company. It's a long, it's super contrived, but there's a company called Underground. There's a company called Freelance. Underground turned into Freelance Underground because Freelance sort of like owns it now. Yeah, yeah. Still like two different people running it, but there's Freelance, there's Freelance Underground. Bryce was running the Underground School. Now it's the Freelance Underground School, and then it turned into the Freelance School. So yeah, long hey. story short, Bryce. Pat, I didn't ask you to give me a fucking headache coming on this show. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, let me just—I'll write a novel and then I'll send it to you guys, and yeah. then you'll understand. <laughs> to understand the Chicago wrestling scene, because that's, that's what it would take for me to explain all this bullshit. But uh, there's a wrestling school in Chicago called Freelance Wrestling School. I didn't get trained there, but if you want to be a wrestler and you live in the Chicago area, that would be where I would recommend you could go. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. I don't go there. Um, I just go over to the Lucha Libre place uh, in, in Mandela Park, Illinois, when I want to get some training in. Um, and yeah, because it's kind of like more like free reign versus me having to go in there and like mm. not not to like not that I don't want to be in there like with beginners and stuff, but uh, at the Lucha practice, it's it's more guys who are like actively wrestling. Right, right. Um, what can you tell me about DJ Z and your guys' relationship? Yeah, so I met him at the Lucha place. Um, so that's a perfect segue right here. Um, like he, uh, yeah, he lived. He he's just a guy who was he was living in Chicago, and uh, when I was coming up in Chicago, and uh, he was just at practices, and he was on a lot of the shows, and I just kind of really quickly realized, like, holy shit, like this guy has been on TV with TNA for like seven years. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, uh, Zima Ion, like X Division champion, on a number of times. Yeah, and like he's on the same shows as me, and he's at practice with me, and like I just kind of realized, like I was like, this is just an incredible resource, and I hate to use the word like take advantage of it, but I was I was just like, this is an incredible resource I need to take advantage of. So I just started asking him as many questions as I could, and I just would try to like attach myself to him as much as possible because the closer you stand to him, the more you're gonna like learn. I would just like try to be on his hip and just like watch how he would carry himself and just see how he acted at practice and anything he would say, like, I just keep that in mind. Like I don't take anyone's word as gospel, Mm. but everything he said seemed to be like, right. And this guy held a job on TV for seven years. So he obviously knows what he's talking about. Um, so I I just gravitated towards him and just kept asking questions and kept learning from him. And then through that, um, he's just such a good guy. He always, treated me great and then we be, he just became actual friends and then uh eventually he kind of just turned into like my mentor because i would just go to him for any question i had about anything uh he helped me more times than i could list off and you know anytime he was going to a show he'd always let me if i wanted to hop in the car or if i wanted to uh you know come with like he would vouch for me to promoters so a lot of the places i broke on to was help from him like getting me enough getting me a chance and you know that's hard to stick your neck up for someone in wrestling is like, yeah. I don't ever do it, you know? Like, so I'm so thankful for him to do that. Um, well, Hey, at least and, he's in WWE now. So <laughs> there you yeah, go. Yeah. I would, I would never ask him for anything like that, but you know, you know, it, but yeah, he, he's just, um, man. Uh, yeah, I lived with him for a year and, uh, he's just someone I owe a lot to. And it's, I don't know. Like I'd be, I think I'd be like, a good wrestler if I never met DJZ, but I wouldn't be what I am. Like I, and it's, you can always like talk about people who've helped you in your life. Like, Oh, I wouldn't be where I am today without this person. But a lot of times you would be, (laughs) you know, like you would, you would have found someone else to like help you or talk to or ask questions. But, um, there's a lot of things 
I wouldn't have done at this point if it wasn't for Z. Um, and just following his lead, man, like carrying yourself like a professional, like treating it like a, a treating it like a business. Um, there's such a difference between acting pro and acting indie, and he acted pro, and uh, right. I try to act pro, you know. Hey, it's it, act like you've been there, you know. Yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, I, I, you know, I, I put out there for people to call in and ask you a couple questions. And there was one that I really picked out, uh, and he's actually because he's one of our associates here at Juice Pro Wrestling, uh, Bruiser Bodie, or he goes by the name is Josh Bodie. He's actually spoke to you before, so I'm gonna okay. play this real quick and see if you can answer his questions, and we'll go from there. Oh yeah. Hey, this uh, questions for Monix. Got a couple questions. This is Bruiser Bodie. Um, I had the pleasure of speaking with you at Wear Wrestling 5, and you brought up a lot of good points when we were talking. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. About um, being heels and feuding in the business and how that spreads to social media. So my question for you is, uh, what are your thoughts on feuding on social media, carrying that over into the ring, into the storyline, and then keeping Fabe alive um, on social media and different outlets like that? And piggybacking on that question, uh, do you think sh heels should stay heels in public on social media, other outlets as well, and at meet and greets, like not even doing meet and greets, or being there and still playing that heel persona? Because um, I think that's something that's not alive, and I'd like to see that come back. And um, I think it just adds to the mystique and the suspension of disbelief. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks. Yeah. All right. So, um, I think that's a really good comment, uh, and question and statement. All, all in one. I don't know how how to describe that, but um, as far as the first part about keeping kayfabe alive and shooting on the internet, bye um, bye. There's yeah. There's this there's this new way that people are kind of doing um, work shoots on the internet. And mm -hmm. Sometimes it blurs the line and you're unsure of it. I think it's great. Um, yeah. I I think actually shooting um, online is <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just I guess it just depends. Like if you're if you're if you're feeling if you have phone and you're feeling like you know what this person's disrespecting me or this person's doing this wrong and you want to just say it who's stopping you, you know, like we live in 2019, you can say whatever you want. So, um, if you, if you feel the need to do it, if you need, if you need to shoot on another wrestler, uh, go for it. Like, and as a wrestler, I think, and I, 
there's I've done it. Um, there's times you need to stand up for yourself mm-hmm. and there's also times people need to be held accountable. And if people in the business, everyone's got no backbone and people are scared to like upset people and ruffle feathers. Social media is never going to always like you. There's always going to be people who poke holes in what you say, who disagree with you, who don't like you. They'll, so like, they'll correct I your could, spelling, even though you only have a certain <laughs> amount of characters. Yeah. Like I have to talk like an idiot. Yeah, I, I could be 1,000% babyface and polite and nice to everyone, but there's still someone who's not going to like me. So yeah. just I think you just got to be yourself, and if someone's rubbing you the long, wrong way or pissing you off or like, and you want to say something about it, say something about it. Um, I also think like off going off that, um, interacting with other wrestlers um, as far as work, work shoot, uh, work shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I get really frustrated because <laughs> it's not that hard to just go a little extra mile to keep it magical for the fans. Exactly. Um, they're all on Instagram. They're all on Facebook. They're all on Twitter. They see what we're doing. They see the stuff. They see who's liking and commenting on what. I had a year-long feud with Simon Grimm or Simon Gotch. Yeah, yeah. Not once Yeah, not once during that year-long feud did I like one of his Instagram pictures or tweets or something like that. Like, it's not that hard, guys. <laughs> yeah, you weren't you weren't hacksaw Jim Duggan riding with the sheik with a bunch of cocaine yeah. and marijuana. <laughs> it's like everyone knows that all the wrestlers know each other and get along and whatever. Um, but like, if you're doing an angle with someone, like, just don't. I, I just think you shouldn't be like liking their pictures and stuff. It's not. Yeah. It's just like it's just a small thing. They know you still like them. Like, you if you have to, if you feel weird about it, just run out the show. Like, hey man. Uh, the reason I don't like your pictures anymore is because we're feuding. Like, and if you have to have their conversation, like they're not a pro wrestler, you know, exactly. or, or, or like, I don't know. I just think it's weird that like people feel this need to like, like each other's stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I like stuff with people I like or things I like all the time. But like, if I'm in a feud with you, like it's just something I wouldn't do. And uh, I don't know. It's just weird. Like I, the, my pages, my social media pages are my wrestling character, uh, whether I want them to be or not. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I post pictures of my family and my, like my dog or whatever, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, so people, it. it's like you said, people know that though, because they know what wrestling is. You know, we never dropped the F bomb on this show, but people know what it yeah. is. And it's, yeah. there's still, it's kudos to you as a player in the game. If, and I think one of the, perfect examples nowadays there's a guy he's fuck he's been around the block chris jericho is like one of the perfect yeah. examples of that dude sure. if you so can good. still keep it like i said everybody knows what wrestling is but if you're gonna feud with someone or you're gonna be that heel you're a dick i'm sorry you're yeah. you're gonna be a dick and you, you can be a dick to the fans and i whatever i get it like if i was to go up to him and he's in the the midst of a badass heel run he's just like fuck you i don't want to sign your shit i'd walk away be like that was so fucking awesome <laughs> you know because yeah. i get it but there's so many butthurt people out there that just think well because we they think they know what wrestling is like no you don't and for someone to be able to pull it off in this day and age i think it takes a lot more fucking work personally than back when they were trying to hide it you know yeah. because it's and it's the believability you know yeah Jer- Jericho's incredible. Like, um, and, and he, dude, he, he so does it in plant seed in his, in his podcast. Like he's, uh, yeah, the last yeah. time I got worked, the last time I got worked really hard was Jericho because, uh, I was, 
this was like god this is probably like two two years ago now or three years ago mm-hmm. it was like the last time i really felt stupid like as did a you just make the list I just got worked. Um, <laughs> I was listening to like a Jericho podcast and it was like leading up to the Omega stuff. Right. Yeah. And, uh, the original, like when he was going to go to Japan, he was talking to Don Callis about impact and like new Japan and yep. just, like the whole like alpha versus Omega, like the Hamilton or I'm sorry, Winnipeg stuff. Um, so I'm just listening to this podcast and then like Callis is just like, yo, so like, is anyone in new Japan? Like everyone been good to you. Everyone been respectful. He's like, oh, yeah, like all the talent's been great. Like, I'm super excited. I can't wait to go to Tokyo for the big match with Omega. Um, he's like, yeah, but, you know, the only, the only like small thing that I did think was kind of weird was like, I get that we're not like, I don't know if they were the title match or whatever, or, like, um, but they were going on last. I think they were the main event, right? And that yeah. wasn't the title match. Um, I think the only thing I didn't like was that, like, I, th- I think that Nido guy, like, I think he's kind of salty that, like, we got put ahead of them. Um, but like, Hey man, and on the day, like I'm the bigger name, like, sorry, like it is what it is. Like someday yeah. you'll be the bigger name and you'll go on last. And he just kind of messed with, mentioned that like Nido gave him like a dirty look or like didn't shake his hand or something like that. And he just slightly briefly mentioned this in the podcast and didn't get too into it. Mm-hmm. Sure enough that after that show, uh, the Nido angle began, you know? So like, I was like, yeah. man, I was listening to that podcast and I was thinking that, that, because Jericho was just like, yeah, you know, kind of fuck him, man. He, like, he's kind of a dick, or like, <laughs> like however he mentioned it, yeah, and yeah. he got my ass, you know. Like, yeah. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> well, that's and that's so, what's cool because that's how, uh, I character development, and and you can call me out if you think I'm fucking incorrect on this. I think character development nowadays is play out more in social media than it is on. I don't give a fuck if you're in. Especially in WWE, because there ain't no character development going on there anymore. Um, unless you're, you know, Bray Wyatt, but then they're just going to cut you off anyway. But I think it's done more on social media nowadays. And the way it is done is, uh, like you said, when you get worked and it's, holy shit, I was just listening to this podcast, you know, thinking whatever. And then this angle happens. And I love that. because, And that's why I love, like, the Bucks and AEW, because you watch BTE and like this shit just plays out, and they don't have like TV going yet. But you know that's how you figure out these angles and shit that are going on, and shit that you thought was maybe a joke or or a work or whatever, and then it turns into this hot angle. It's like, fuck, got you, yeah. you know? Yeah, I, I I had my first experience of it where like it got like actually um picked up. Like, I think me and Simon Grimm did a really good job of, of making people believe that we didn't like each other. And, and I was clearly the good guy and he was clearly the bad guy. And we had a good year long feud, but like, I think everyone kind of knew it was a storyline at a wrestling show. Um, yeah. So I just had a thing with Sam Adonis where like we started shooting on each other on Twitter. Oh, and yeah. Stuff. I was there for that. Yeah. And that was a hell of a match, by the way, you guys, we were up right up in the, uh, the bleachers. <laughs> if you go oh, on the yeah. juice pro wrestling Instagram. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I tagged you in it, but uh, the check, fucking yeah. that what was it? The back body drop on the fucking yeah. bleed. God damn, dude! God damn! <laughs> yeah, so like, we, we, yeah, we we we've had a few matches or like tag team matches, and yeah, we've had some run ins, and so it's it's been this storyline that was built at a wrestling show, mm-hmm. but it kind of took off into its own thing where now. It turned into like a Twitter thing. Yes. Um, you know, we started making some personal remarks. I mentioned, you know, that like, 
he thinks he's this big star or whatever. But I'm like, yeah, well, I, 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 he's like, oh, I'm wrestling everywhere. And I'm like, well, I've been wrestling everywhere too, man. I wrestled 138 matches last year and I didn't have some more successful, more famous, uh, more talented brother to leech off of. <laughs> and so you start throwing these little jabs at each other. Fuck and you, now Corey Graves. Feel a little more, feel a little more real, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, those jabs are real though. Like, yeah. you know, Sam Adonis didn't tell me to say something about his brother. He doesn't want anyone mentioning Corey Graves. Like, right. He wants, you know, like he wants to build his own shit. Like that just makes, you know, so you start seeing these controversial things and things start to get a little more like, Heated. Oh, do they not actually like each other? Then something goes wrong in the match and there's a legitimate, uh, reason yeah, to believe he, he gets busted open. He's mm-hmm. bleeding the match goes into kind of awkward mode. It almost gets stopped. It gets restarted. Uh, a lot of chair shots are involved. Kind of like what happened there. Yeah. Is this real? It's not real. I can't believe you then guys were taking uh, chair shots to the head in that match. Well, yeah. And, and, and there's exactly <laughs> do people. And let me ask you something. Yeah. Do people on indie wrestling shows hit each other in the head with chairs anymore? No, they don't No. like, that doesn't happen because concussion. Uh, so I like, mean, that shit's real, you know. The Chris Nowinski yeah. thing and the Benoit thing and all that, you know. It all I, plays. I am not. I am not trying to hit anyone in the head with a chair on, a, on, a, on an indie wrestling show. Right. So these things start happening, and it's like, what the fuck's going on? Then you go to the back, and one guy's bleeding and yelling at the other, wanting whatever to go down. Um, and one person's calling one person reckless and the other person's telling the other person like they have no idea what they're talking about and it's this real thing and mm-hmm. now these dirt sheet companies or like uh internet yeah. uh websites are picking it up so sam adonis had to get interviewed like two or three by like, two or three companies like if you search this is uh wrestling inc was one yep uh there's like another one that i can't think of but like i've seen a few posts about it and uh I haven't gotten interviewed about it, uh, but he basically like set the record straight that like basically an accident happened in the ring and that we did we did not come to blows in the back. But um, yeah, like the Damn fact it. that he had to like he had he had to finally break kayfabe and say like this is what happened because we blurred the lines that much is 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 pretty crazy because I haven't had that experience yet. And that's fucking awesome, you know, in early in your career to have that. I'm kind of pissed that it stopped because. That's money right there. Let that build. Let so, the people hate. And then next time you go at it at Warrior or, or Freelance, I don't know how much is Sam at Freelance at all much or No, so yeah, so I um so I I guess I am breaking K here because I'm just gonna like like Don't I told it. you earlier, on, on this podcast I'm gonna be transparent and honest. Um when when I realized like what was happening, that people were like so like confused, the promoter was confused that workers were confused. I was getting messages from wrestlers, you know, like they, they thought it was real and it, because it was real. Uh, like this accident happened. It wasn't real. I didn't actually, I didn't purposely hurt him, but yeah, this yeah. thing happened. So everyone was very confused. It's like the Sammy the Callahan, Eddie Edwards shit, you know? Yes. Same shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to Sammy. I literally talked to Sammy about it. Um, the pro wrestler in me screamed to myself, run with this. run with this run with this you have to like you fucking need to make it clear that you hate sam adonis this is on purpose blah blah blah. you wanted to fight him like run with this um but warrior wrestling you know it runs at a catholic school right you got it's a fundraiser like we're not supposed to be bleeding on these shows we kind of just got to clarify that it was an accident Mm -hmm. um 
et cetera. So I, unfortunately, we're not going to, I don't think there's going to be a continued blood feud angle. I don't think this is going to be, I don't think there will be another match. I think, I think we're just going to move on, but. That's a shame. I, I mean, maybe I, it doesn't I, play I, out at Warrior, though, you know? Yeah, you know? I don't know, man. Uh, no disrespect maybe, to them because Steve's are maybe, Yeah, maybe, maybe I spin it on you right now, and I, and I, I secretly do still hate him. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you uh, do. But, yeah, no, like, it's just, I, I, don't think it's gonna, I don't think it's going to continue, and, and it's, it's unfortunate because um, I, I feel like. That's a money feud, dude. Like a, a, yeah, I don't, I don't want to call myself, like, a purist, but, like, I feel like. I feel like Terry Funk would shake his head at me, you know, (laughs) if if he heard that I wasn't, that I wasn't running with it, you know, like, I feel like my idols, like, I feel like Rowdy Rowdy Piper would be like, you're doing the business wrong, you're doing the business wrong, kid. What you doing, Uh, kid? Yeah, every, every piece of me, like, wishes there'd be another match at Warrior Wrestling. I just, I do not think it's going to happen. Yeah, you know, you never maybe somewhere else, you know, like I said, Steve's one of our boys. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. It doesn't have to necessarily be a warrior. The feud started there, you know. Right. But yeah, it doesn't so have to end there. It, it's hard. So the, the, getting back to that voice, don't answer all that. Mm-hmm. Long story short, like it's hard. It's 2019. Like the political correctness shit is there and it exists. And it if you get sucks. too controversial, <laughs> you can. Yeah, it sucks. You you can literally lose fans. And yeah. For example, that company. It's a lot of kids are there, and like it's it's a it's a Catholic school. It's a fundraiser. Like, right. So like sometimes you got to treat your pro wrestling different, uh, to end this topic. What he said on the voicemail, mm-hmm. I did want to say about social media with keeping K save as a heel. Um, 1000%. I think if you're a heel, you should run it all the way. Like MJF. That yeah. Dude yeah. Ever, yeah. ever, ever broken K save. And that, and there's a reason He's the only heel that people actually like, you know, like he's the only up and coming heel right now that like is exists. Yeah. Like he, there's a lot of guys. Think who he's a straight exist. up dick. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's, he doesn't, he's never broken kayfabe. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I was a heel um, and who knows, maybe I will be soon. Um, you'll see, you'll see that kind of actions from me. Like it, cause I'm, a, I, I work, majority baby face right now right so i carry my social media as that way and uh, right now it's true to me and it's real to me and like i'm glad i get to be that character and i'm glad i get to just like be myself and be happy because i am enjoying wrestling i can just be that way on social yeah, media yeah. but if i was a heel like that's how i think i would be um I, I i love the guys who are able to like you're saying jericho that are able yeah. to just like be that and, and, and spin it in a real realistic and believable way. And, uh, one guy that does a good job of it actually, um, in the Chicago area, mm-hmm. he doesn't do it. He doesn't do it full blown like MJF. Um, but he does a pretty decent job in my opinion. There's a guy named GPA. Um, he's just a heel on Twitter most of the time, but yeah, he doesn't, do it the way MJF does it, but you know all the fans have fun with it. You know they just like tweet at him hashtag beat up GPA, and he'll just like quote tweet fans and just like his responses are just like funny and snarky. But it still ain't you know the, that one hundred percent all in uh, social media presence of so MJF would never put someone over right. on Twitter. You know like <laughs> you would never see him being like book this guy 
Did you oh, see? Uh, I just had a great match with this guy. <laughs> you know, he tried to poison Cody's dog. God damn it! <laughs> Brandy's like yeah, motherfucker. It's, just, it's so it's so entertaining. And did and you I see think, uh, the Twitter? Not to cut you off, Pat, but the, the the Twitter thing that came out. I think it was like today or in the last day or two, where uh, it was one of the earlier takeovers when Samoa Joe was the champ, and there he's coming out from backstage and. Uh, Obviously, uh, MJF is working an extra as a security guy backstage, and Joe's walking with the belt to the to the ring, and he just shoves MJF to against the wall. Yeah, I did see that. I saw it today, and it's like stuff like that wouldn't even be funny if he didn't act the way he acts. You know, right. like it's 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 man. Like I just think it's almost frustrating to me. Like as I talk to you, because I'm like, I want to be I like being a heel. I don't want to say like it'd be easy, but here's the thing. No one wants to be a true heel. No, and not, you, not in this if day. If you decide age. to be one, yeah, no one. And if you decide to be one, like you, you have such an edge over everyone because there's like there's like four people out there who are really actually doing it on the Indies. Yeah, um, there's a lot of people who play heel, but uh, but who are one thousand percent still heel. Face. It's like kind of like blurred. Like there's no. I think he is like one of the last like true heels out there right now. And I'll tell you a, another guy that a lot of people don't mention, but I thought he's done a damn good job. And especially on Twitter, because there's a lot of times where I'm watching, I'm like, what the fuck is he saying? Is disco Inferno? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, Straight and up, like, man. He, he's at the point where you don't know if he even knows better. Like you're confused. You're like, yeah. is he, is he, is he working us or is he literally, that is that who he is in real life um yeah it's it's uh there's a spot in wrestling right now for people like that but then you run the risk of like people thinking that you're not playing a character um like yeah uh, that's really you man like uh and then and then you don't get booked so you gotta be it's gotta be you gotta be willing to die on that hill home is where you should feel the safest but the air there can be more dangerous up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Um, uh, one is... Uh... I think Eli Drake was tweeting that like he doesn't think intergender matches yep. should happen. And he was like, call, calling girls out. And yeah. I don't know if they were doing – at first I thought they were like doing an angle with it at TNA. But no, and it was I, real. I they let him go. That, yeah, it was just he actually felt that way about women's wrestling or intergender wrestling. Um, so it's like you just got to know like what things – I guess what things you should be heel on and what things you shouldn't be on. Cause right. you know, MJF like he doesn't touch stuff. That's like offensive to people. I mean, he does, but like, I think he just, he, he's really good at towing that line. Yeah. He's and more like, of a, a traditional, I, I think he'll where it's just, it's enough. He's, he's a dick in enough of his uh, actions and demeanors in a way that like people are like, Oh, you know, fuck that. He's the guy that would trip an old lady crossing the street or something, you know, like, and just be yeah. like, oh, as opposed, you know, he's not out there being a bigot or being, you know, some stupid yeah. shit like that. He's just, he's doing a great fucking job. And it, 
kudos to AEW because they got they got a gold mine with that guy. And I I love I think they're eventually gonna work up an angle with him and Cody. It's it's gotta be coming, you know. Yeah, man. Like um yeah, he's uh he's got the world by the ball the wrestling world by the balls right now. Um so yeah, it's just like uh I I guess to sum up all that, like I think four heels on the internet, like you got yourself a gold mine if you, if you want to if you want to if you want to actually do it. Yeah, for sure. Um, one more thing I want to get to real quick before we uh, plug where people can find you. Um, your your whole character change and progression. Uh, from what I I personally, first of all, who does your fucking attire? Uh, uh, a guy named William Rockwell. Uh, his company is called Rockwell Mass. So if you go on like Instagram or Twitter. He has a Twitter, uh, but yeah, he's on Instagram. That's Rockwell Mass, Mass, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like R-O. the old '80s TV show Mask, but you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rockwell, I, I think Rockwell it's Mask. it's badass, dude. I, I like how everything comes together. It to me, it kind of looks like like a almost like a cyborg version of uh, Carnage. I don't know if you're like up to like on comic book shit or anything. Yeah, hell yeah, that's one of the coolest comparisons I've heard. Yeah, uh, I, it really I, reminds me of. That. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that. Thank um, you. I, I, yeah, and I like, I like that you get it, like with the whole like cyborg android kind of vibe, because like, um, I, I, my whole thing was I wanted a visual presentation of like, um, so, I'm, I'm like my character. I, I'm like, the, I'm the project. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I'm the human, human embodiment of like what a project is, and I'm just telling people like in wrestling fans like, um, everyone's a project. They, like it's okay to be a project if you're not where you want to be. If you're not uh, at the at the point in your life that you want to be, that's fine. Like it's okay as long as you're doing everything you got to do every day to get to that place or be that person. So I'm just kind of being like, hey, take my hand. We're all gonna make it. I'm a project. You're a project. Um, so I want to be the human embodiment of a project. And so I was this guy, Pat Monix, who's wrestling, and I'm saying all these things, and I have this barcode logo, and I'm trying to. Uh, run with this vibe this project vibe and then the next step was okay how do i visually represent that um so like what would a project look like and to me like a project could be like you know made in the lab yeah um, yeah. kind of like a cyborg kind of like an android kind of like yeah. wolverine weapon x yep. um so cyborg have, van damme <laughs> yeah <laughs> i wanted to have entrance gear that exemplified that so i think it's funny like I'll occasionally get someone who's kind of confused and they're like, wait, are you going to like be a cyborg? Are you going to wrestle like a cyborg? Or like, <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. Like, yeah, I'm motherfucker, not. put a microchip in I, me and I'm watching me go. <laughs> I talk like this now. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> Danger. No, Danger. Like, <laughs> that's not what I'm trying to do. And it really frustrates me when people say that um, because I'm just like, dude, don't think too much into it. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's pageantry. It's pro wrestling. It's yeah, yeah. Gear. Um, it's some yeah, dope I, ass ring gear too, man. Like it, it was cool too. Cause I, you know, I'd seen you before without that. And then when you yeah. kind of morphed into that, I'm like, man, this motherfucker right here, <laughs> dude, like it, it's fucking <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thank Bring you. it on. <laughs> it is. And, and yeah, it's kind of like it's war paint, you know, like, yeah, yeah. uh, if like a, a lot of wrestlers were like, like sting wears face paint, but he's still, he's still like Steve board and he's still a human. It's not like sting is like, you know, Sting still yells woo. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he does woo. That did always. I, I'm going to touch on that real quick because you just struck something up within yeah. 
why the fuck did Sting just totally rip Ric Flair and everybody was cool with it? They he were just, just cool. He just got with away it. with it. Woo! Yeah, he just, <laughs> yeah, he just totally got away with it. I don't, I don't, I don't know how that worked. Maybe it's because they had such a good feud that the fans were like, okay, like those are the two guys who woo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, uh, and speaking of woo, did you? Did you just see Ric Flair endorsing like Family Express coffee or whatever it was? I saw no. it today on Twitter, dude. It was like, oh my god! It's like these aren't ice cubes; they're coffee cubes or something. Like, and he does the woo, and then there's like a little droplet of it coming down from the fucking thing, the fountain, and he's wow. like, Whoa! I have not, I have not seen that. Oh, that is, that is, that is crazy. Yeah, he is, go, he is a madman. Go on his Twitter and check it out. He's Flair's always been doing some weird shit like that. You know, he had like I believe he had a lotto game in North Carolina for a while too back in the day. Oh, god damn! But uh, just get back real quick uh, to your outfit and your attire. Um, was there anything in particular that you like directly drew inspirado from? Yeah, um, there was, I, I, uh, so Wolverine, uh, when he was Weapon X, I briefly mentioned that, um, he was made in a lab or whatever, he was worked on in the lab, he was yep. obviously, he wasn't made there, but, like, he was turned into, uh, He's the Wolverine, Wolverine. metal, everything. um, so, Weapon X, when he came out, like, he had the, kind of, like, helmet and all the cords and, like, the, the batteries around his waist, like, in the comics that 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 was like my first thing where i was like okay um these cords and these batteries or something because that's visual and no one in wrestling comes out with cords and batteries um a lot of people wear masks and helmets and stuff but i was like that's unique like i'll be the only person in the entire wrestling world who has batteries and cords so i wouldn't i need that and then i also just wanted it to look like really cool and larger than life and kind of that superhero vibe um so i am a big dragon ball z fan i found a picture of uh if anyone knows who these people are but um goku is the main character in yep. dragon ball z his dad is bardock i found a cool picture of bardock wearing uh saiyan armor and in the video game they gave him this mask for like a storyline that they did in the video game but in part of the story like half the mask breaks off so i came across that picture one day and i was like whoa that's that's like that look of that like futuristic armor and then that mask being, like half broken like if i could mix that in with like weapon x and have the cords and the batteries now this half broken mask actually almost looks like i'm like half cyborg half human like they tried to turn me into this project but like some of the humans still showing um and you know like, the actual cyborg is like and, and you know terminator like that's always kind of been the gimmick with android cyborg characters and yeah. like half half human half this obviously like when it comes to my wrestling character i'm full human like everyone <laughs> like i'm clearly not that but yeah i just wanted to personify like i'm a pro i'm a pro wrestling android like everything i do i eat sleep and breathe wrestling because like that's my life you know, i've the project has consumed me uh, long long story short i like that that was a great answer uh where can Thanks. people find you at on social media pat yeah, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Project Monix. Uh, so, and then uh, Facebook, like, on there is Pat Monix. I'm, I'm nearing 5,000, so I don't think I'll be able to add much people for much longer. Thank God uh, I got in when the get was good. But yeah, it's weird. I don't really use any of my social medias for, like, personal purposes really anymore. It's kind of just 
all for wrestling. So yeah. like if people want to add me on there, I will accept them. I don't care. Like I still promote stuff. I still like try to sell my merch off there. Like, so yeah, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, um, Instagram and Twitter are at Project Monix. And then I have a website called projectmonix.com, uh, which has a direct link to all my merchandise. And there's a few cool things on there, but like I, I got to get back to updating it. It's, it's a little dated Dude, right now. I, I, I'm going to tell you what, I, I'm going to give you a freebie here. Consider this a freebie from the juice. Uh, kids, they love masks. They like the Ramistales. They like the cans. How about we get some Pat Monix fucking Project Monix mask for the Ninos? Yeah, dude, uh, so <laughs> can, I, it's a. That, I, I just gave you a ticket to print money, son. So you know how? Uh, so you know how like Ray Mysterio? Uh, he has this like full head mask, but he also has sometimes he would wear like the mask that has all the straps on the back that opens like a lot of parts of the head. Yeah, yeah. I would love to get Project Monix mask made like that like uh it's like a lucha mask but it's right like, so you know because like then they, you can make them affordably um well the like like the halloween masks that. where they got like the strat you know like the old school um not necessarily like the old school like the in back in the 50s when they had like the half plastic mask you know with the rubber band yeah. around something like that but like if you go to like the dollar store they'll have the cheap uh frankenstein or dracula mask there like a, it's like a really uh pliable uh rubber or plastic almost deal yeah. I mean, you know something like that holy shit dude i i think you'd you'd make some fucking cash no doubt yeah certainly at like the family friendly shows like you said the ninos i think that would be a uh that'd be a great great merchandise item um i'm always i'm always looking for ideas and, and that is a great idea so um if I can find the right person to make them at an affordable price, like that would definitely be something I would do. Yeah, for sure, man. You know, maybe we can help. But hey, with that. Or we could get WWE or AEW to like, you know, sign <laughs> me up. And then, like, I, 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 I don't know. Like, do I, I sound pretty marketable, right? Like, yeah, right. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> we, and, and they'd probably do a much better job on putting it all together. And Oh, yeah. Know, and like hitting up Mattel. Even, like, hey, we need some fucking Project yeah. Monix masks. Here you go. And then I only got to take 1%, you know? <laughs> That's right. Hey, you got one foot in the door. Hit up fucking DJZ. Don't be afraid. Uh, Utilize that. That's Joaquin Wild now. Oh, yeah. Here, you know, damn it. You got me hooked in again. I was trying to close on the episode just for time's sake, but here we go again. Here I go again on my own. <laughs> One last topic, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> One less project. I, I can't help it. I, I always think, too, I'm thinking Project Pat because your name is Pat and you're Project Monix. Um, no yeah. correlation between the two, so sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan, and, and I, I am okay with people randomly calling me Project Pat, but I can't run with it. No, no, you can't run with it. I I knew you can't either. It just it always crosses my mind. I'm like, I don't want to fucking, I don't want to fuck it up. But whatever. Um, what I was getting at though was maybe you get in the WWE, and we we get a line of action figures going for you. We get you know some fucking demon fucking masks, some crazy cyborg masks, and all this shit, and then you just take over the world. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> I would, I would, I would be down for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, I'll, I'll keep doing everything on my end, and uh, 
<laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge. When, yes, uh, but we can't go with uh, uh, DJ Z being Jacques Cousteau or whatever they call him now. <laughs> oh. Walking Wild. Uh, oh, yeah, wild Walking child. Wild. That, the yeah. Wild thing. Walk a Wild. Uh, oh, yeah, so. God. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I'm excited to see uh, how how they run with that, what what, what that's all going to be. Um, the taping, there are some pictures of the most recent NXT tapings and stuff, and uh, he did come out in his light-up suit still. Which I, he's going to, you know, that's a WWE thing. He's going to be essentially probably the same uh gimmick and character but hey we got to own the fucking name yeah you know the so name. they can make the action figures with the led button on the back like cyclops from the x-men you know back in the old toy biz days in the 90s oh right? yeah man yeah, yeah yeah i'm all about that shit hey you gotta come back on we'll talk all kinds of fucking crazy comics and shit man yeah i mean yeah i had a nightmare happen last night i went to turn on my uh the, the light uh, my like my red eye lights up. Yeah, I was yeah. about to go out the curtain. Uh, yeah, I was about to go out the curtain. I go to hit the thing and it wasn't working. Yeah, it's not lighting up. So I, I gotta like I gotta like jig all the wires around and shouldn't figure it, figure it yeah. out. But it ain't the end of the world. But you know, if I don't if I don't light up, I'm not gonna get over. <laughs> You'll get <laughs> over plenty, man. You got all the skills in the world, man. I thoroughly enjoy your work. I thank you very much for coming on. Hopefully we could do it again sometime. Uh, actually, you know what, real quick, you got any upcoming shows that you can plug real quick? Yeah. Um. So this Thursday I have a show at the Windy City Thunderbolts baseball game. I think that's what it's called, Drizella Pro. Um, I don't know how it really works. I, I think the wrestling is just directly after the game. Mm-hmm. But they got all the stuff on their Facebook and Instagram, Zello Pro. Um, but, yeah, uh, nothing, like, too uh, crazy coming up. I, I do IWA Mid-South and Jeffersonville, Indiana almost every Thursday. July 5th is freelance wrestling. It's a big summer show with a bunch of other companies. So, yeah, if you're in the area, uh, I'd recommend – that freelance show will be a good one. Um, Zello it, all summer the just kind of July? Like show. I think it's July fifth. Okay, fuck. I got. I would have them and then MLW and Cicero too. Fuck. Wrestling. Yeah. So much going on. <laughs> ah, there's. Um, it, it's a lot, man. But yeah, yeah I definitely I like to check it out. Yeah. So I. I mean, other than those off off the top of my head, nothing's really coming up. Um, Summer's weird. There's like a lot of festival shows and baseball shows and stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, Freelance has a big one in July, and I think they have a big one in August too. And uh, I think Freelance Underground and Freelance run August 16th and August 17th. But you know that's like that's like two months away. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, we that's got plenty of off the top of my head yeah well hey man if you want to come back on before that and talk about it we're always open you got my number yeah i would i would love to do another podcast with you guys this is it's been a it's been a fun time and it's nice uh i enjoy that we just kind of talked about random wrestling stuff so if someone gets to listen to this podcast they're just going to hear a lot of random stuff versus like every podcast that's like where'd you start out wrestling where'd you get trained Tell me about your first matches. You know, it's almost yeah. just like a, like an autobiography. Yeah, I feel yeah. Like a lot of the podcasts are instead of 
kind of just us getting to talk about like different topics in wrestling and me just yeah. kind of be myself. We're just hanging out. Favorite. You know, Pat, I don't really yeah. give a fuck about your past. You know, let's just talk. <laughs> yeah, like, do I, do I really need to talk for, for 15 minutes about where I got trained? You know, Cause instead we were able to joke about like, yeah, like I got fucking trained here and then I tried to train here, but like then this place is this place, but like I'm not going to explain it because it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, just like, yeah, I, I went to wrestling school. There we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I'm wrestling. No, I appreciate that. I, I like the fact to get it. Like, I like to keep it real on here. You know, we have a good time. We have some beers. We talk wrestling, and we talk all kinds of other shit. You know, uh, yeah. I, I'm very glad that you get it, man. It's it's yeah, the I'm, shit. I'm gonna have to do it. I'm gonna have to do enough of those other interviews as it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, fuck that. Maybe next time we get you down here uh, in the studio. You know, you're only about a half hour away from us, and uh, show you a good time and fucking come in and record an episode, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and people, uh, speaking of recording an episode, people can check us out on every podcast platform, whether you use iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, any of that shit. Look for Juice Pro Wrestling. We're on there. Uh, if you want to look us up on social media, we're on Twitter at JPW Podcast. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Juice Pro Wrestling. And if you want to leave us a voicemail talking about some shit you like, talk about some shit you didn't like that I don't give a fuck about, it's uh, 1-872-267-4199. Hey, and Pat, there's one more thing we got to do. Yeah. We got to wet em up. Wet em up. Wet em up. Shut up, boy! Wait, wait, wait! Can I plug something? <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. plug it away. All right, guys, I just wanted to plug Juice Pro Wrestling. You got to check it out. Um, <laughs> that's my only recommendation. Uh, that's all I got, really. I would say Juice Pro Wrestling is what I would suggest you continue listening to. Because um, <laughs> what else would you do? You know, like where else would you listen to things? What else? Yeah, I mean, you I can't. Just I can't think of like it. it's cold outside or some. I can't. Yeah, I can't think of anything else to plug. So uh, yeah, <laughs> keep, keep listening, folks. Yeah. And, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be back on someday. Fuck yeah, Pat, you're what, the man. I don't I'm gonna day. I'm gonna hug you so hard when I see you. This is a good hug, air hug. It's gonna be a bro hug. It's gonna be a business hug. Amen. <laughs> All right, brother. All right. Thank you so much for having me, y'all. Um, and be good. Drive fast. Take chances, as they say. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you. Thank you. You going to do sex to me? (laughs) You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes.